to another episode of Miked Up, Mellow and Big Country, taking you through the world of NFL football. NFL Day is here. It's Thursday. We're going to have some fun. We're also joined by the Matt Miller for the first time on the Miked Up podcast. You're used to being with us on radio, but now we get us right here on a podcast it's nice to get the band back together again it's been a it's like a week yeah honestly. it feels longer <laughs> it feels a lot longer and it's funny i uh put out the scouting notebook this morning somebody was like hey when are you gonna be podcasting again i was like ah not anytime soon walk in today you guys are like want to come on the podcast shit i'm not doing anything else let's do it <laughs> Might as well like i said we are going to take you through a lot of our nfl previews we're going to be picking division winners we're also going to tell you why the good teams will suck and why the bad teams will be good i feel like a lot of people have been going over like oh this is why the kansas city chiefs are going to be good no duh Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, that's why. Aaron Rodgers, that's why the Packers are going to be good. So we'll do a little thing called Kill the Narrative today. But it is Thursday night football day. Football is back. Big country. I know you were like a kid on Christmas Eve last night. Mm-hmm. Might have celebrated a little bit too hard. But hey, we are gonna the have... old adult version. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling it today. It's like uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Well, Wild Turkey Wednesday Yeah, is Ooh. the adult version of I, that. I did that one time in college and loved it. Just ne- I just have done it <laughs> You only get about three because after college you like won't look at yeah. wild turkey yeah. again. I'm gonna be honest, I've never heard of that, which I'm embarrassed and surprised by. But I'm here. Yeah, for it. Uh, my buddies and I in college, we'd go to uh, TGI Fridays and then just get some like wild turkey and take some shots and on Wednesdays and eat a little dinner. Yep, the Wednesday Wednesdays. before okay. Thanksgiving, it's a it's a tradition. It's maybe that's a Springfield, Missouri thing. That's where it might be. I don't know. I started doing it too. Kind of like cashew chicken. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe so. But I feel like that's got to be a thing. But Wild Turkey Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, always a great time. But tonight we get Cowboys at Buccaneers, a little bit of preview of this game. I'm excited for both these teams. Uh, Looking at some of the different spreads that I've seen so far, I can't imagine the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose this game. Even though I'm excited to see Dak Prescott back, I'm excited for that Cowboys offense. I'm scared of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still. Yeah. And it's not even their offense. It's I mean, it's their defense. I mean, Tom too. Brady put out a hype video today and just throughout the video he's just screaming like, Let's go And I just he's like, Oh no. Like, People who go. are new to this podcast also if I could just interject really quickly, something you'll learn about Big Country is this man is susceptible to a good hype video. One hundred. Like if you put out a hype video, this guy will buy it. I heard you saying the other day that when Coach O did the nice sissy blue shirt, you were like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna win!" And everybody <laughs> yeah. was like, ah. "Like, I love you for this." I buy into the. You hype. would jump all over the year LSU won the national championship. Mm-hmm. I'll give you credit. You were on LSU early, but it was because of the hype videos, 100%. not because of the way they were playing. So, and, I, and I can fully didn't even admit know that. about Joe Burrow, and he's like, "Man, that video's good." Hey, that's, right? I like Joe Burrow when we went to that Georgia game because I was like, "Hey, LSU, all they need is a quarterback." And when I was roaming out because uh, we went with Br, of course, and they were like, "Hey, like, come out, like, just roam around with us and see if we can get people to the tailgate." And I was like, "All right, cool." I talked to anybody and everybody. It's like weird. Just I mean, you guys have you seen that video? Get, exactly. <laughs> you know, this hype video? I was just right. like, man, if LSU could just get a quarterback. And they're like, well, we think we have one right here with old Joe Burrow watching the game in the stands. We weren't there for very long. But I was like, hey, they might have something. Sure enough, they did. But and as I you bought were saying, into the hype. The yeah. hype video is good from Tampa Bay. Melo, I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm the lone non-Chiefs fan on this podcast. But what I keep saying about the Buccaneers to anyone who will listen is, if we think back to last year – it was a year, no preseason, really no training camp. Tom Brady in a new system with a knee injury, and they still won the Super Bowl. 
And yeah. also on defense, it was a very young secondary, which uh, I don't think Jason Light gets enough credit for what he built in terms of the secondary. It's a veteran front four, but drafting Antoine Winfield Jr., drafting Carlton Davis, uh, drafting Sean Murphy Bunting, these are all third, fourth-year well, players who are studs. Now you're adding a Joe Tryon. Uh, yeah, draft, who oh, yeah. They, I mean, I've seen so many reports on him. They rave and about him. I don't even follow like a lot of Tampa Bay like beat reporters or anything like that. But I just I keep hearing about him, and I, I think that's going to be scary. We were talking about it yesterday. One of my things is the second year bump with a quarterback and a head coach. And as crazy as it sounds, we're going to get that with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, even though yep. he's 44 years old. Just being comfortable in this system. Uh, also, yeah. you know, the health of his wide receivers last year was a big point. Mike Evans was banged up. Chris Godwin was banged up. He gets a uh, full season with right. Antonio Brown. O. Also, Howard's coming back and Gronk. Gronk is yes. like not just popping in like like I did today on the podcast. Like he actually <laughs> was prepared for this, you know. Right. So I I feel like every year there's that one team that I'm like, they might go undefeated. And it has never happened, right? But – well, did happen. you predict the Dolphins in 72? I did not. I didn't. It was close. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Whew. I was really hoping you would have said yeah, right. but um, that would have been hard I for might you. have the other Patriots went 16-0 and and then lost the Super you were, Bowl. You were negative 11. In 72? When, when that happened. Yeah. So. That's no excuse. It would have been I, tough I need to, to be better at this job. <laughs> yeah. That's really not a good reason. Yeah, but I am very excited. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. The spread right now, as I find it, is 8.5. I... That's a lot for the NFL. Usually you don't get that close to double digits. I think that this could be a blowout game unless the Cowboys fix that defense, and I'm not convinced that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I find myself falling into the trap of the Cowboys hype sometimes. I don't think that I'm going to this year, which if you've been listening along, you know that I'm usually wrong. I'm a year early on almost <laughs> everything, and now that I've jumped off the train, they'll probably fix that defense, but some other NFL news and notes too. Uh, they were talking to Devonte Adams of the Green Bay Packers, asking if he was going to sign a deal or work on his extension before the season started, and he was just like straight up, "No, no, that's not going to happen for me." And I think that goes to show that this probably is the last dance for Aaron Rodgers, but also Devonte Adams in Green Bay. I, I know they can franchise tag him and probably keep him there, but it's it's not a good sign. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I think the only like silver lining of this is these guys all want to come out and ball out this year. They're, they're really putting everything, all their eggs into one basket this year. But it does suck to see probably one of the best receivers in the league probably going to be playing for a different team next yeah, year. Yeah, and I, I love the honesty that we're getting from him and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even yeah. Aaron going you know on the Tuesday podcast with Pat McAfee, and he started that, and he's just so upfront about everything. And it's a nice change of pace instead of him just kind of giving you one-liners that you have to kind of dissect, and then people go too far with it. And it's like, what does this guy really mean? We're finally getting that from him. Too bad it's just as last year in Green Bay that I think, we're getting it. And I, I think because there's a reason we're getting this honesty from Aaron and Devontae because they know it's their last year. Yeah. It's like – when you know you're getting divorced, you can start being honest about things. You know, it's like, uh, actually, this is why I hate you. You <laughs> know, your mom's cooking sucks. You know, so uh, I think I do think they know where this is going, so they can just be like upfront about things. But I do. I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. Really wish he'd wash his hair, but I do appreciate his honesty. You know, one of the not other to take it great. into a weird spot, but that's usually what we're good at on Mike Up. I think Aaron Rodgers is a good looking dude if he just try a little bit. Like, shave the beard. That's not working for you. Yeah. Cut your hair. Here's the thing, though. He's already landed his wife. Like, he's got, he's got Woodley. <laughs> like, he's set. 
he's just like, I don't care. You guys think I look nasty? She loves it. Yeah. Oily hair. Right. It's like up. forgetting Sarah What's Marshall. Good. He's like, oh, yeah, you like this shirt? My my girlfriend bought it for me. He's uh-huh. like, no, that's a hideous shirt, but she likes it. So I guess right. whatever. More power to you. I yeah. hate his hair. I hate his beard, too. <laughs> so I, he did cut his hair? No, no, he no, should. no, no. He should. Oh, it's okay. just like long and greasy. He I looks mean, like a 13-year-old boy. He's going to go from looking like this dude to a police officer in about two weeks. So where he just goes with the mustache because he just randomly does that. Is he having a midlife crisis? Um, so I know that there's this theory about him having the midlife crisis because he's lost a lot of weight. He's like kind of going through like a hippie phase. Yeah. Not washing his hair. I could see it. He's 37, so he's not quite there. But usually you get that midlife at about in the 40 to 50 mm-hmm. range. And he has admitted that he spent a lot of the summer kind of, what was it, like going through his men- like you know his mentals, making sure he was good to go, he really wanted to play football. What AKA was life? smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah, went to Hawaii. Wow. Edibles. <laughs> Edibles. That's probably right. I never right. thought of it that way. Found my mentals through mushrooms. <laughs> right. <laughs> the old M&M treatment. <laughs> exactly. But I, I do think that, and like you said, with the honesty, it's cool. For so long, we saw players just give those non-answers. Like the Russell Wilsons of the mm. world where, like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to say a lot of words. Yeah. That just word vomit. Politics. Yeah. Yep. And so it is nice to even have, like, a Devontae Adams come out and be like, oh, no, no, not, that's not going to happen. I want. I kind of do appreciate the fact that he's like, hey, just no. Don't let this be a talking point. Don't let it be an distraction during the season. Just no. Just not yeah. going to happen. And another guy trying asking. to get a deal done. I think this one will happen, but – uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a, a thing where they won't negotiate contracts. They won't sign contracts during the season. And T.J. Watt, as of 10.30 a.m. Central Time, has not signed an extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I get it, like having like this is the way we do things. Once the season starts, no distractions. you got to break the rules there. It's a little more than that, though. Melly, you're absolutely right. But it's also they have this a precedent or rule, however you want to look at it, that they will not guarantee money beyond the first year of a veteran contract. So T.J. Watt uh, coming up at the end of his deal, you want to give him a new one. So they're basically saying, we've never done this before. We're not going to do it for you. Ben Roethlisberger says you should probably pay him whatever he wants because he's 26 years old and one of the best pass rushers in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, but. I- uh, what's his Cam Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Also came out and said, you know, we you need to break the rules for this guy. Like he's different. Yeah. I mean, he's at the podium. Is that the player that was at the podium and like right, right. before he got off, he was just like, pay TJ. Yeah, and I agree with that too. Yeah. Like I think that's a really good precedent to have with most players. Sometimes there's an exception to a rule, and you have to go with it. I think TJ Watt is that exception to the rule. I mean, like we've said yesterday, he plays one of the four most important positions in football which is a pass rusher. He's mm-hmm. one of the best at it, led the league in sacks last year. He's still very young. So I do think you carry this thing over into the season. You try to get this deal done. And if it's the guaranteed money you're worried about, like, come on. Like, you're going to pay him. Just He's probably going to be there. Um, so I, I think you break the rules. You make an exception for a player like TJ Watt. And, you know, if other players come along, and they say, like, hey, you wouldn't negotiate my contract during the season. You wouldn't give me this guaranteed money. All you have to say is, did you lead the league in sacks? Yeah. Are you one of the top five best players at your position at the age of, like, 26? If you can check those boxes, buddy, yeah, get in here. Let's negotiate. <laughs> Until then, Juju, go make TikToks. We don't yeah. care. Bye. Thank you. Next. I'm, <laughs> and, like, really, when you're TJ Watt, it should be different. There's a different standard. So, I, and I think especially when Ben Roethlisberger is like, yeah, like, he's good. 
Yeah. We should pay him. I mean, Roethlisberger's not going to be there, but I, I, he'll forever be True. a Steeler. Excited to see what he does this weekend, too, and watching them. But I, I think you have to pay a T.J. Watt-type player. And I get it. The, the Steelers have been one of the best-run organizations in my lifetime. They've like always been good. But I think you do have to make an exception for some rules. I It just in all aspects of life. You can't just be like, this is the way we're going to do everything. Sometimes something happens. You have to break the rules a little bit. You have to make an exception for a guy like TJ Watt. I, the Steelers have been very good on defense. I don't know the last time they had a guy like this. I mean, even when you talk about some of the pass rushers that have been through there, Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd, all the players that they had in the mid-90s, and then even going into you know the early 2000s. Like the last time they had a player of this caliber was probably Troy Polamalu, which wasn't that long ago, but right. he wasn't even playing a key position. Not not to take anything away from Troy Polamalu, so one who, of the greatest. Not to cut you off, Mel, because I mean you're making a very solid point. But who, like who have they been paying? Where's their money been going? To where like this is an issue with T.J. Watt. Well, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be one of them that they've yeah. been paying. I, I think they had some money tied up on the offensive line. Okay, and I do think they do a good job of spreading out their money. They've uh, they've had some contracts in the secondary where they paid some guys. That's what like, I was thinking. Uh, Hayden, yeah, right? Joe yeah, Hayden. Joe Hayden's been there for a little bit. They brought him in, but I, I they don't have any like big name contracts. But that's yeah. how like the New England Patriots have always been. It's like yeah. you look at their cap and like they don't have any money, and it's like who are they paying? It's like well, they're kind of just paying everyone really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, obviously kind of you have to pay the that. quarterback. Yeah. Well, according to Spyrak. The Steelers only have three players making more than $10 million a year. T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, Ben Roethlisberger. That's amazing. Wow. The Chiefs have like three making 20. <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> to be and, five. Yeah. Uh, Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that does go back to the rule of, you know, with the guaranteed money, they're yeah. able to cut some of these contracts. But I do, I'm sticking with my point. If you have a guy like T.J. Watt, you can make an exception. Uh, I, I'm sure they made that exception for a Ben Roethlisberger type contract too. Do it for the defenses because well. they're going to have to pay Mika Fitzpatrick here pretty soon as well, aren't they? Probably his, so. I don't remember what year he's in. I don't know what if the trade from Miami altered anything. No, it doesn't. I mean, they'll doesn't. still pick up his fifth year. Okay, option uh, that's as a first rounder. But yeah, he's got to be coming up. And then Devin Bush is probably right behind that. So maybe they're thinking long term with this. But with TJ, how much do you think they will pay him? I mean, he's got to be north of a hundred million, right? I would think so. I don't have like the numbers of what the top pass rushers are making. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to set the bar for it, though. You know, he's going to reset that value as an edge rusher. I, That's the hard part. Is like, do you look at outside linebacker? Do you look at defensive end? That's what I was going to ask you because like, those things have changed, as? right? And so, and it's like he's listed as an outside linebacker, but does that really matter? You know, uh, great time for spot rack to go down. Appreciate that. Um, so I. That is the hard part of like what is the for the franchise tag like what would his designation be? But mm-hmm. and that's why another just weird tangent they've got to get rid of like this linebacker versus defensive end thing. Like just you're, call you're it affecting an edge. people's money by doing this. Call it an edge. Call it defensive line. I think it's Let's just such a, a simple way to do it. You have guys like a how about Joey Bosa? Mm-hmm. He's making 135 million. Yep. But, but he's listed as a defensive end. That's what. Yeah, he's it's like Khalil Mack is making twenty three five in terms of his annual average. Frank Clark's deal was one hundred four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like Von Miller. I I do think that you can look at that Joey Bosa contract. If I were T J Watt, I would look at that and say, all right, start there. Let's talk. Yeah. 
because I think he's been better than Joey Bosa. And I like Joey Bosa. He's been very good. Yeah. And I do think that they play similar positions. I know that when you get into how you title these guys and what position they play, it's a little bit different. But still, if I'm T.J. Watt, I'm going into negotiations saying I led the league in mm-hmm. sacks. And when you look at the fact that D. Ford's making $17 million this yeah. year, if we want to talk about bad contracts, then T.J. Watt should be like, okay, he needs to be in that 23 to 25, I think, Annually, I think so. I think you know when I I have the list pulled up now. I'm looking at Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett makes 25 a year. Joey Bosa makes 27 a year. I think that that's where he should land. He's better than yeah. Khalil Mack, who's making 23. He's a little bit older. He's definitely better than Demarcus Lawrence, Frank Clark, Von Miller. So I mean, he has to be north of 25 million. Like, honestly, if you're going to T.J. Watt with any contract that has him under 25 million. That's a slap in the face. <laughs> I am also one of the biggest TJ Watt fans in the you world. You really are. And yeah. my team doesn't have to pay him, so like give him 30. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're about to lose a quarterback, so you're pay about to have whatever. a rookie deal there. Right? Yeah, you'll be fine. Just pay this. Give man. him all the monies. Yeah, you bring in all the rookies that you want. Yeah. Still you'll still be fine. Uh, how about this rookie receiver though? A guy that all three of us were pretty high on. Jamar Chase has been struggling, and I, I think that that might even be an understatement. He has been struggling this season or this preseason. And he came out today and said the NFL ball is harder to catch than the NCAA ball. Harder to see without the white stripes on it. It's just not a good look. It kind of almost comes across as like making excuses or even just like, man, I can't see the ball. It's an all around just bad look. I'm going to say though, I am not an NFL wide receiver. I was not even a college wide receiver. I completely agree with him. I actually, I do too. It is much harder. And I'm mm-hmm. very colorblind as well. I ran a red, I ran a stop sign this morning because there was a tree behind it. It happens. <laughs> really, on, 20, on 26th Street trying to come Hashtag to survivor, man. I'm right? glad you made it. Thank God it was a four-way stop. <laughs> Thank God, because the, there was a stop sign and then a tree directly behind it. I can't see that red until I'm right on it. I, I totally get it. So... I'm Dude, with Jamar Chase. Cause of death, like nah, <laughs> ran a stop sign, couldn't see due to the fucking tree. <laughs> right? He's colorblind. So anyway, it is, it is oh, weird man, for a guy who's colorblind that they make I, these stop signs red. It's like that doesn't work for you know a portion right. of our. Population. I never thought of that. Like, it's I've never, never, yeah. never been with him and had to be like, yo, stop sign on me, <laughs> right. and I slam on my brakes. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I didn't see that. Yo, yesterday we were we're getting off topic because oh. I'm here. This is what happens. Yesterday we were in uh, our neighboring city, Pittsburgh, Gorillas, and. I even had to, to my fiance, be like, what color is that stoplight? Because it was like those LED ones. Oh, yeah. I can't see them. Just can't. So what color do they need to make stop signs in? They just need to like maybe make the white stand out more. Make them flash I like the, I like the ones yeah. that have the flashing lights on them. So I uh, went on a trip this weekend coming back uh, through St. Louis, and I hit the exit. And as it's one of those like half turns, right, where you, you go across the bridge, you got to do like the half loop, and then you hit the highway. Well, they have an, an exit ramp from the, the other highway going the opposite way, and Uh-oh. it says wrong way as I'm going halfway <laughs> through the loop. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. Yeah. Then I like continue to go. And I was like, well, I'll just, I, I don't know where to turn around because there's cars behind me. I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, that's for the other street. Like, that's for the yeah. other exit lane. Like, cover that crap up. Like, yeah, put those little blinders on The mini heart it. attack that I had was just like... Well, about just ditched. You've also, the first time that you yeah. ever went with us on the tailgate tour, mm-hmm. Matt and I are like, man, we could really use somebody to drive while we you know, try to work and hammer out the rest of the details. And you're like, yeah, I, 
I can do it. I'm I can a good drive. driver. Yeah. And I don't have anything going on this weekend. So it's like, cool, let's go. Like big country will be our guy until you let us down a one way street. And that was in the wrong direction. It was like four months later in Chicago. <laughs> now I listened to Siri. It said, take a right here. Okay. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'll get you. Road signs are hard. That's why they but have I'll, that driver's test. When we looked yeah. up and we saw that freaking semi come barreling down. It was yeah, like, exactly. It was like, hey, bub, it's been fun. Yep. It was. It was I fun. I believe I had you pull over. All right, let's take <laughs> our drive. first break of the day. Segment number two of the show brought to you by Gunspot. Go visit them at gunspot.com for their no reserve auctions on a lot of cool classic guns and ammunition that you might need uh, for your home, for just casual shooting target shooting. I'm absolutely terrible at shooting a gun. I wish I were better at it. It feels like that's a skill that I might need. I'm like freaking James Bond, zombie. man. I, Different hand angles. I want wow. to bet that you're not. <laughs> Bro, we're the target. We've been in this position so many times. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm so good. Yeah. What? Four, you know, uh, four seven. What right? is it? Like, like an AR, right? Where you're sitting there shooting it, and then you run out, and you throw it over your shoulder, and you pull out the handgun, uh-huh. take a knee, Pew pew. Yeah. Pew 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 pew, 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 Stormtrooper dog. All right, Gunspot.com. But I hit my target. He probably shoots like a Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Gunspot.com, go visit them. Uh, I think we might have to take a trip out and see Big Country shoot. Yeah. Um, yes. A guy named Big Country <laughs> should be able to shoot a gun. Yeah, I can. A guy named Mellow, you would be like, yeah, probably can't do it at all. <laughs> it, which I think holds true. <laughs> yeah. Give me a gun so and find a out. target. You're gone. Target eliminated. <laughs> And moving on next to our next one. I'm just going to keep talking about Gunspot. Thanks for the finger point because I was still rolling with it. Those aren't finger uh, guns. You got the next ad. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, the, next up, Miners and Monroe located in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Be sure to visit them uh, at their website if you are not in the area. Minersandmonroe.com. Use code MikeDup10 at checkout for 10% off. We're just in there last night. Davies, our guy, uh, have some exciting developments going on there. Uh, we'll be announcing a tailgate together soon. They're trying to, to get some other things going maybe some concerts at their store really so yeah yeah it's also just a, a i like to just pop in there and hang out every now and then it is a really cool place it, you know a lot of cool men's clothing there too but also like big country was saying so much more than that too like even some like decorative stuff like i've seen some yep. stuff that i'm like man i need to grab that for my uh office but i, I haven't yet but like, a lot of cool hats a lot of uh, old school uh baseball and mm-hmm. uh, shirts and hats what well. is it? What's it called? Like, what kind of store is it? I would say it's like, a men's boutique. Okay. I didn't know if that would be, like, the official term or if yeah. there was another one. It's like a kick-ass store. Yeah. Yeah. Sunglasses in there, too. I've got mine from there. Yeah. Uh, tattoo bomb. Apothecary Which, goods. Apothecary goes. goods. Sin, since <laughs> I, I am, I <laughs> since I'm here today, if you guys don't mind, since this does come out on the draftscout.com as well, we actually uh, have a pretty cool sponsor that I would love to tell you guys about because I know you both ha- could maybe have small deck problems. So the deck company of Joplin will take oh. your small deck and make it a big deck. So if, you're, like if you have a small a... deck, you know they'll come out, they'll look at your deck, mm-hmm. evaluate it, talk about what you wish your deck looked like. Probably talk to your wife because she's really the one who's going to be using the deck, and then they'll give you. You know, an for estimate. me, I think the biggest problem with my deck is there's been so many people on it that it's starting <laughs> to grow mold. Well, they could help you with that too. They can. They probably do deck <laughs> restoration. Mm-hmm. This is getting hard to talk about. So these <laughs> are the types of ads we could never do on radio. <laughs> and I was talking to our guy John Hart, who owns the deck company, uh, huge football fan, great guy. We were talking last night, and I was like, you know, we now have the flexibility to give you. The type of deck content you need. Can a deck be too big? I don't think it can be. 
They say if size matters. Just, you got to get used about to that. it. Yeah. Size matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just ease out onto it. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, right. The deck company. Deck company. Just, just be Jackal. sure not to fall off. That's right. it. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of these NFC division winners. And I teased it at the top of the show, but we're going to do a little thing that I'm calling Kill the Narrative today. We're going to give you our winners and our losers of each division, but we're also going to tell you why the good teams will be bad. I don't want to sit here for an hour today and tell you why the Green Bay Packers and the Rams and all these teams are going to be good. So we're going to predict our winners, but we're going to tell you what might happen and why they could be bad. And we're also going to predict the bottom feeders of each division and tell you why they might be good. Let's kick it off here with the NFC North, though. For me, my winner, I am picking the Green Bay Packers. To win this division, like we said, that last dance thing, I'm buying into it. But to stick with our kill the narrative theme, I do think the wheels could just fall off of this wagon if Aaron Rodgers comes in and he is not as motivated as a lot of people think he might be. I know Mm -hmm. we've really bought into this last dance thing, myself included. But what if he's like senioritis Aaron Rodgers? Where he comes in, he's like, nah, I'm good, actually. Like, I'm looking forward to playing in Denver or somewhere else next season. And Devontae Adams knows that he's going to be somewhere else. I think that could give teams like the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, maybe even a little bit of an opportunity to win this division for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, and uh, for my division winner, I picked the Packers as well. And I think the reason that they could they could just ultimately suck is if Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury. That's going to be the only thing I can think of on why they might not be good because they have one of the best running backs in the NFL and Aaron Jones. They definitely got one of the best receivers in Devontae Adams. Robert Tunyon's coming up as a, as a tight end. He's getting his respect. But if Aaron Rodgers goes down, you put all this weight and pressure on Mr. Jordan Love. To Jordan just, Love season. Yeah. Exactly. And if it works out well, that's awesome. But if it doesn't, it's like, ugh. I think their defense is fine. I feel like they've addressed that. But the, my only thing is, like, you will suck if Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury. I'm not rooting for an injury, but I would like to see Jordan Love play this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm joining in late here. I also picked the Packers to win. This team could suck because of the offensive line. David Bakhtiari's out. I love Elton Jenkins. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. just fine at left tackle filling in. But now you're, you're shuffling in. You're going to have three new starters on the interior of this line, including two rookies and Josh Myers, Royce Newman filling in at guard for Elton Jenkins. So I look at the Packers as like, yeah, probably going to win it, but they could suck because the rest of this division outside of Detroit can really get after the quarterback. And if the line breaks down, we've seen Aaron Rodgers has been healthy for a little bit. My man is always a fall away from a collarbone break. Always. Yeah. And again, we're doing a little kill the narrative. So we all predicted the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North, but where could it fall apart? I think we're all looking at that offense, whether it's the offensive line, it's an injury, or Aaron Rodgers being checked out. I think those are the things that you have to worry about. And as far as losers go for the NFC North, I am taking the Detroit Lions. I think this will be a popular pick. But let me tell you where things could be very good for the Lions is they've upgraded their offensive line over the offseason. I like it. I like DeAndre Swift at running back. And, you know, Jared Goff is He's getting kind of disrespected almost. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a quarterback who took a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know it was Sean McVay, a lot of targets with the Rams, but I think that he could be good. I'm predicting them to be the bottom feeder here. They're going to lose the division. But where it could go right is I think this offense does have some promise to it. You must have been thinking about me when you created this segment because this is my opportunity to just be Mr. Optimistic (laughs) about freaking everything. Uh, Offensive line, Penny Sewell, you got him in the draft. You finally got a a good pick right there in the top ten. He's going to be a franchise changer. He's going to be a a corner piece, a cornerstone, whatever you want to call it on that offensive line. right tackle. Bam. Jared Goff. Hey, just like Melo said, 
Put some respect on his name. All right, He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been in these big moments. He's fine. Does he have the strongest arm? No. Does he put the ball where it needs to be? Yes. Has he gained a more fuck it mentality? 100%. And that's what Detroit needs, especially with their head coach. You're biting off kneecaps. Jared Goff is in that mentality right now. DeAndre Swift, hey, learn last year, don't drop a game-winning touchdown pass in the end zone. That's tough. I think he's going to be good. These receivers, you got TJ Hawkinson receiver-wise. I'm on St. Brown. Go have at it, bub. Go have yourself a hell of a rookie season. How could they be good if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt? <laughs> but I do think I do agree. Jared Goff is getting disrespected. I think DeAndre Swift will have a very good second year. TJ Hawkinson, we saw him break out last year. Um, I, I will say I think the defense is will really enjoy having Aaron Glenn as the coordinator. This is a staff that is full of, you know, former players, people who've like Anthony Lynn, who've been head coaches, been very successful. So while the roster on paper doesn't look that good, I do think the defense could be dangerous enough it and don't forget feels, about Jeff Okuda it feels like they're buying into Dan Campbell it, yeah I, I he's a little weird he's yeah. odd with the kneecaps I know that we've all overreacted to that but I do feel like the Lions the players are kind of buying in uh to what he's preaching so maybe that's why they could be good let's move along to the NFC East where we are going to see the Dallas Cowboys play tonight I think they're going to get rolled by the Buccaneers but I think they're good enough to win this division. I am taking the Dallas Cowboys to be good here. Why they would suck? The Dak Prescott injury. I, I think that that is the, the glaring thing that every Cowboy fan is looking at right now. And it's not the ankle, it's the shoulder. Uh, haven't seen him throw yet. Haven't really seen him in the preseason or the offseason even. I think that's the biggest thing for Cowboy fans right now. If Dak is good, I think the Cowboys will be good. But that shoulder injury is very questionable for me. Yep, and I picked the Cowboys as well. The reason they're going to suck is that defense. I don't know how much uh, the secondary improvement we're going to see. I talked about it yesterday. I like the swagger that Diggs is going to bring to that secondary room. If they can be better and start making plays, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be tough to figure that out week one, though, when you're playing Tampa. That offense is ready to rock and roll for the Buccaneers. This defense is not going to be prepared. We're watching Hard Knocks play one of the most boring series seasons yet for that uh, in terms of hard knocks. So I don't know how that's going to transition over here to the NFL. I'm picking them to win the division, of course, but that defense is going to be the reason why they're not very good. Yeah, I also picked Dallas to win, and it is. It's the defense is the biggest reason why. If this season falls apart, it will be that bringing in Dan Quinn didn't work or that you know you drafted Micah Parsons who didn't play football last year. Maybe yep. there's an acclimation period for there. Uh, they ignored the corner position in the draft until the third round when they took Nashawn Wright, who everyone had rated as a sixth or seventh round pick. So they just didn't fill those needs on defense. I thought they got a little cute, which Dallas loves to do when it comes to the draft. Yep. But also think about the key players on offense. They've all had significant injuries. Yep. Tyron Smith, significant injury. Yep. Uh, Zach Martin out with COVID right now. Uh, Lyle Collins didn't play last year. Dak barely played last year, has an ankle injury that becomes a shoulder injury because you're compensating for it. So it's it's like a house of cards where it looks really good, but slightest breeze and this thing can fall apart. Yeah, I definitely agree with you fellas on that one. Uh, to go with our losers here, I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just they're in such a tough spot. And with Nick Sirianni, we'll see how he does as a first-year head coach. But why they could be good, uh, I think, is Jalen Hurts. I think that there's still a lot of unknown about this man. And a lot of people have been questioning him. And you know, we saw it with Carson Wentz. You bring in a good backup, you start to question him. I think you fell apart. I think when you do that with Jalen Hurts, you're going to push him. You're going to put a chip on his shoulder, uh, much like we saw at Alabama when he was benched and they went with Tua. Then he was able to come into the SEC championship game, play very well. Went on to Oklahoma, played very well. 
I think that the reason why they could be good is solely on Jalen Hurts. I think he could be an amazing player, uh, but I am, again, picking them to be the loser in this division. Yep, and I picked the Eagles as well, and I think the way that they could be good is if everyone stays healthy. That has been their biggest problem on both sides of the ball. I think the last two or three years, since they've won the Super Bowl, they just can't stay healthy. If this offensive line can remain healthy for an entire season from tackle to tackle position, in terms of your receivers who are pretty small body, you don't have that big Alshon Jeffrey anymore. He's just still, uh, I think, roaming around in free agency. You got the two tight ends in Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz seems to be more motivated this season after thinking that this last season was going to be the end of it in Philadelphia. He's coming back. I think Jalen Hurts has that chip on his shoulder, right? As a second-round pick, I got benched in college, went to Oklahoma, got better at throwing the football. I've earned the starting job here. Go have at it, man. Go have yourself a hell of a season, Jalen Hurts. I picked the Giants to finish last in this division. That could that narrative could be killed if Daniel I, Jones has the jump. I was right there between the Eagles and yeah. the Giants. And with the Giants, we saw late last year, their offensive line started to gel, play better together. Uh, that has not been the case in the preseason. Maybe that happens in the regular season. You add Kadarius Tony, you add Kenny Galladay. If Kenny can stay healthy, this offense could be much more explosive than I was giving it credit for. Sean Payton in there is the offensive coordinator now. Saquon Barkley back healthy, knock on wood. So this offense could be much more explosive than I think a lot of us are giving it credit for. Yep. yep. I, I'm right there with Who's you. Who's our offensive coordinator? You said Sean Payton. It is Sean Payton. Jason Garrett. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. I want to make sure we correct that. <laughs> yeah. they, they do look a lot alike to me. When you doubled down on it for a second, I was like, when the hell did <laughs> he get fired? Yeah. <laughs> what I did missed. I miss? No, yeah. My bad. I went my out bad. drinking <laughs> last night. My bad. Apparently that's exactly I my thought. I just it's, wanted to make I, sure. If he became available, that's how quickly he would be picked up. Right. Yeah. You know what? Somebody would be like, you know what? Fuck you, Jason Garrett. Right. We've got Sean Payton now. I was thinking about the next division where I almost picked the Saints to win it. Yeah. But then I was like, I'm not that stupid. So, yeah, let's go there. The NFC South, uh, no surprise here. We are all three picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this thing. Why they will suck, uh, for me, I'm going to say Tom Brady gets old. Uh, I think that oh. this would be the year. And, again, we're just – we'll kill the narrative game. Father time catches up with him. It has to eventually yep. or he has to retire. Well, that retirement will probably come first. But what if this were the year? That, you know, uh, him and Bruce Arians, they get a little success. Each one of them gets a little bit more cocky. What if that relationship falls apart? I think that could be the reason that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't win this division. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly where my mindset was going to go, too, is Bruce Arians is going to want to continue to push the ball down the field deep, those long air throws, and Tom Brady's like, hey, yeah, my arm's still strong as it was when I was 22, but it doesn't have the, uh, the endurance that it used to. Like, I still got the strength. It's just not going to be there as long. She called the deck company. Exactly. Yeah, Ooh, it'll help. Yeah, and if there's a mess, call Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, tailgate twenty or mic'd up twenty for Bingo. to take that twenty yep. percent off. The only way Tampa Bay Buccaneers suck this year is if Tom Brady gets hurt. That's all I got for you. I picked them to win, and you'll see me continue to pick them to win. It many is. Things. I know we said at the start of the show, or maybe yesterday, like this is such a scary team. Yeah, like they, I'm legitimately terrified of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even like if Tom Brady got hurt. Kyle Trask comes in and like that's or been, Blaine Gabbert. I was thinking about that last <laughs> night when I was drunk making popcorn. It was like, dude, if Tom Brady gets hurt and Kyle Trask comes in and just tears it up, it's like everyone's gonna forget about this. Like everyone just kind of overlooked him in Florida. He was overlooked in the draft, Can we and then just here back he comes. Up? I feel like Real he quick. said I didn't have any other stupid, <laughs> and then was just like, let me talk through it, and maybe they will forget. Yeah, you guys when both just perked up <laughs> making popcorn. I didn't have any other thinking food. about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you have pants on? Yeah, 
I was still fully Did dressed. You? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Shirt was definitely unbuttoned a little bit more, though. All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to uh, my bottom feeders in this division. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if you've listened to us before on radio or other podcasts, you've probably learned that I'm not the biggest Atlanta Falcons fan. I actually I don't think that they're very good. I don't think they will be this year. I do think that they will lose once again. But one of the promising things why they could be good is Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts. I, I've really started to like him more and more. And I, I think that, you know, looking at him as a tight end prospect, I didn't love it. I didn't love him playing in line all the time. I think the Falcons are going to get very creative with him. I've actually targeted him in a lot of my fantasy leagues. I think I have him on almost every single team because I, I do think that he's going to play a lot of receiver. And, you know, you also have uh, Calvin Ridley there, who's a very good receiver. So I do think that maybe this offense gets it together, and that's one of the reasons why they could be good. Yeah, and we Matt and I saw a uh, Matt Ryan doppelganger last night. It was kind of sure creepy. And he comes in and starts talking to us. And I just, this was before the drunk popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> I just I couldn't hear anything he said because I was like, this dude looks like Matt Ryan. Holy cow. But I did pick the Falcons to lose this division as well to finish fourth. The reason they could be good, uh, they don't have to force feed the ball to Julio Jones, and not necessarily that they were before because he was battling with an injury. But we did see that that offense kind of opened up, that you know Calvin Ridley was able to get involved. He was open because so much attention was on Julio. Now he's the primary guy. I think his route running ability is still going to be top-notch. He's going to be able to get that separation. Matt Ryan is accurate. This offensive line is being rebuilt. The defense, their thing, they're going to stay healthy this year. They'll finally be in a spot where they're not just It'll dropping happen. like flies. And then now you bring in Arthur Smith as your head coach. Their, his play calling is just phenomenal. We saw that in Tennessee, how they're able to just march down the fields at any time they wanted. Atlanta gets that. It's something they've desperately needed, especially in the red zone. It just kind of stinks that they get this now that Julio's gone. Right. Uh, so I picked the Panthers to finish last in this division. I like it. And the only way that I don't see that happening is if Joe Brady and Sam Darnold are as good as they – are supposed to be like Sam Darnold was my number one quarterback in that draft class. Same. He has not played like it. He also hasn't played as bad as Josh as Josh Rosen. So little, <laughs> yeah, so there's always little that. wiggle room <laughs> there. Always have Josh, but Rosen. like Joe Brady, I'm getting asked if this guy's gonna be a head coach in the NFL next year. Be like, hey, he should yep. be the Bengals head coach next year. I'm like, okay, I like where I your head's at. Said it earlier this week. I think LSU needs to put out some feelers and see yeah. what he's up to at least. But I I do agree with you that if Sam Darnold is good. Joe Brady is going to be handed a blank paycheck by anybody next coaching cycle. He's already like he almost got hired this last round, yeah. and I do think if he turns Sam Darnold around, regardless of it's because of him or not, but if Sam Darnold plays well, Joe Brady's going to be a head coach in the NFL next season. Can I just say that I don't think that will happen? I think the Panthers are going to be really bad. Yeah, yeah, you predicted them to lose this division. <laughs> I know so. that's big country's his his team this year. Yep, but whew. I find myself hard. rooting for them but I don't know if they'll be good. But most of it is the Sam Darnold stuff. I had him QB1 as well. Really liked him coming out of USC. Like, had him QB1, but also really liked him as a player. Sometimes you got to label somebody QB1. Like, this year, and you, you don't love him. I loved Sam Darnold. But uh, how about we move out west? The NFC West, I'm predicting that the Los Angeles Rams win this division. I'm predicting a big year for Matt Stafford as well. I've been saying it for a long time. I think they air the ball out. Matt Stafford is another guy that I've grabbed on almost all of my fantasy teams. I really think that Sean McVay has the quarterback to open up his playbook and maybe even get a little bit more creative. I don't hate Jared Goff, but he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. 
Matt Stafford does, why they could suck, no running game whatsoever. And I think that's going to really hurt them. Teams will be able to, you know, sit back and say, all right, we know you're going to throw the ball, just like I said. They, and that could really come back to hurt them. Or the depth of the Los Angeles Rams is another thing that comes and bites them in the butt. You know, you have a couple of these players go down, and you don't have a whole lot of depth behind them. Yep, and I picked the Rams to win this division as well, and the reason that they could be bad is that that injury bug comes and gets them. You know, Matthew Stafford has been very tough throughout his career in Detroit. He's played through numerous injuries. The list that he had last season when he left was like, oh my gosh, why didn't you just sit out more? You guys sucked anyways. But he had a good mindset with the city of Detroit. It's going to be nice for L.A. to have that. Mel, you mentioned the depth. If they start to get hurt, like it you don't have anyone else to replace it because you've put so much stock in just trading away your early-round draft picks that that depth isn't as developed. Yeah, I picked the Rams to win it as well. I think the way they could be bad is that they really miss uh, what they had in Michael Brockers. I know Aaron Donald's the guy, but you look yeah. at this defense, it, it is a thin line, that defense. They have the best corner in football in Jalen Ramsey. They have the best overall defense player in Aaron Donald, but – you know, these linebackers are not prolific. You know, this is not a, a great defensive cast. And also, you lost Brandon Staley, who was the great defense coordinator, now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Raheem Morris coming in, someone who has been an NFL head coach, has been a defense coordinator. But it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a scheme change as well. So I think that could be an area that maybe is an issue for them. And my bottom feeder in this division, which I do think is one of the best divisions in football, but I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Not to just shit on Cliff Kingsbury every single day of this podcast, but I don't believe in him. I don't think that he's actually a good football coach. I think he might be a good offensive mind. He might be a really good offensive coordinator, but we haven't seen him be a good football coach yet. So I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals, and the reason why they could be good is the complete opposite of everything I just said. <laughs> is what if his offense is good enough? What if they do get Kyler Murray? cooking like we did with Russell Wilson for a little bit last year. But I, I think that this offense could be exciting. If they're good, it will be because we see Kyler Murray take that next step, that leap forward in his career. Yep, and I picked the uh, the Cardinals to place fourth in this division as well, and it was really hard to pick the loser of this division because it was like, well, the Seahawks, that could fall apart. The 49ers, that could definitely fall apart with just the, Trey Lance not being the answer if Garoppolo inevitably goes down with another injury. But I did pick the Arizona Cardinals. The reason they could be good, that defense. That defense could carry them this season. You know, you added J.J. Watt. Yes, he's at the tail end of his career. Still pretty good, though. And you got him and Chandler Jones rushing the passer. You got Isaiah Simmons roaming around, whether he's at linebacker, he's at safety. You have that guy flying. He can rush the passer at times, too, if need be, on a blitz. And it's just... Buda Baker's still there, too. You know, he got paid a huge contract. He's a free Roman safety back there, a hard hitter. You love to see it in that offense. Kyler Murray's just got to stay consistent. If he can do that, they will be good. Yeah, I picked the Cardinals to finish last, and I do think that that offensive line, like, I don't, I can't imagine they're going to be good this year. I'm not a big believer in Kyler Murray. How could I be wrong? It is if Kyler and Cliff finally get it together, if, if Kyler took this offseason seriously and got his body right to where he can handle the longevity of an NFL season – and that the J.J. Watt signing works. You know, Chandler Jones is mad. He's going to be playing like a man possessed, which is fucking scary because he's already good when right. he's just like not possessed, <laughs> yeah. right? So I do think that the defense um, could be better than we're all expecting with Isaiah Simmons, a player we all loved coming out. So if this defense lives up to the hype, maybe we do see them shut down teams like the Niners, Seahawks, and Rams, which not easy. That This is the best division of football, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, 
quick question about the Cardinals. They, you know, they also added AJ Green, and we didn't talk, we didn't mention at all. No one's really talked about. I it. think there's a reason for that. I was going to say, is there a reason, or could there be a possibility where he kind of like has one of those redemption seasons where I was forgotten about in Cincinnati? I was dealing with an injury. I'm fully recovered, ready to rock and roll. Could he? Could he have a good year? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Neither. I and I love AJ Green. I loved him coming out of Georgia. He was one of my favorite players to watch. But uh, I'm kind of with Matt on this one. I, I think there was a reason why he was forgotten about last year. The last couple of years. I mean, he's even he struggled to stay healthy. Had an injury problem. Comes back last year, rookie quarterback. Uh, I just I can't imagine that at age 33 he's going to have uh, a redemption season in a new offense. But I think it's funny. We actually we all three agreed on the division winners here. We had the Packers, Cowboys, Bucks. And Rams, but let's talk about those teams that are going to make the wild card. I like must have missed this information, or just completely forgot about that there are three wild card teams. Yeah, this year I just one number one seed. I yep. forgot until last night. I had two <laughs> plugged in, and then I did a little bit more research, and I'm like, wait a second, there's three of these bastards. <laughs> uh, but there are so three wild card teams this year. Me, I'm predicting the Seahawks. The Saints and the Bears. I do not feel good about two of those teams. <laughs> I'll let you guess who they are. But Jameis Winston, he just scares me. But I do think that Sean Payton is a good enough coach and that you're going to get some wins over the Panthers and the Falcons in this division. Yep. Might lose two to Tampa Bay, but also the Saints beat them twice last year in the regular season. And with the Chicago Bears, I, I think that this could be a team when they go to Justin Fields. I think he could be pretty damn good too. So those are my big James Winston fan, Mellow. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm one. right there with you, Bob. Remember, you guys wrote to me last year better on radio. He threw oh, 30 yeah. interceptions two years ago. Uh, he did 100. percent You're right, <laughs> okay. but Sean Payton's helped him out. <laughs> uh, for or me, Jason my, Garrett depends on how you look at yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, I bring this up, and I don't even have the Saints making the playoffs. I had the Seahawks, the Carolina Panthers, and Whoa. the Washington Football Team as the wild card teams. What? Dude, I am all in on <laughs> Sam Darnold. I just I blame Adam Gase, dude. It's just mm-hmm. it's going to be the same thing with Ryan Tannehill. We're going to see this with Sam Darnold. He's going to come in. He's got two really good receivers. He's got that young tight end from Notre Dame, Matt, that you're a huge fan of, uh, Tremble, correct? Yep. And then that defense is just fully young studs, and they, they added to it by bringing in J.C. Horn through the draft. It's just I look at this team, and it's they just need to put it together. The defense was there last year. Offensively, we all knew they were a quarterback away. You have Sam Darnold. Can he be the answer, in my opinion? Yes. So I have the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Washington football team. I almost picked Washington to win the East, but it's just I think it's going to be the same situation as last year where all these teams are not that good, and one of them just sneaks in to win the division, and the other one gets put in the last wild card spot. Yep. Are we allowed to bet on this podcast? <laughs> just saying, if he wants to throw down anything on the Panthers making the playoffs, <laughs> I'm game. Just a big hug. Okay. <laughs> You're sure. Think about it. Let me know. You have until Sunday. Uh, so I picked my wild card teams. I always say with my predictions, I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to be the guy who called the sleeper like the Carolina Panthers. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm trying to be right. I took the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Washington football team. Three great defenses, three teams that can run the fucking football, and one good quarterback in Russell Wilson. So excited to see. Hopefully we see a lot of Trey Lance. Um, I know there's a package. Again, Manscaped, mic'd up 20. But hopefully we see more. a package for him? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't hear that. They're going to use, they're going to work him in. Just don't offense. ask Shanahan who the starting quarterback right. is because he's already told you and he doesn't want to talk about it. 
anymore. We all three agreed we had the Seahawks making it as a wild card team. I feel very confident in that one as well. But how about the NFC Championship game? Who we have here? I am going to go with the Rams and the Buccaneers. I think that it's just set up for this to happen. I think you have two really good teams that are probably going to run through the NFC. I, I, there are really, honestly, there are three teams I like in the NFC. The Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. I feel very confident saying it will be two out of those three teams make the NFC Championship game. Yep, it's going to be a sad run for the Green Bay Packers because I have the Rams versus the Buccaneers in my NFC Championship game. Did you pick the winner of who? I did not. Okay, so I don't want to get there. But, yes, I had the Rams and the Buccaneers uh, get in there as well. I had the Buccaneers making it because they are terrifying. I actually have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've been to the last two. They will make it to another one and lose it. Yeah, and the team that I do have picked to make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I tell you, I have a hard time finding a loss on their schedule. And I, I am a little bit guilty of buying into like the Super Bowl hype, and usually there is some Super Bowl letdown. But I feel pretty confident in this Tampa Bay team that we won't see that with a Tom Brady-led team, with mm -hmm. Bruce Arians still there, and a lot of good leadership on the defensive side of the ball, too. So they are my NFC Super Bowl pick. Yep, and I picked the Rams just due to the fact that I think their defense uh, is going to be able to make a play that ends Tom Brady's run at, what, an eighth Super Bowl ring? So thank God, because Tom Brady has been known to throw interceptions in an NFC or AFC championship game. His defense just blesses him and gets the ball back, and they don't get punished for it. This year, they do. Yeah, I think Tampa is just going to steamroll everyone that they play. They're only we saw last year how great they looked at the end of the year, mm -hmm. and everybody's oh the Chiefs' offensive line. What about the Tampa defense and the Tampa offense? Like, yeah, let's give them some credit for how great they were playing. I don't see that changing. Mello, you stole my point. Tom Brady will not let this team become complacent. Normal Bruce Arians. Did you see? I'm sure that you guys did. That he has a countdown to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady countdown to the Super Bowl in each of his home gyms. Yep. What a flex yeah. Yeah. to be like, I'm counting down to the Super Bowl because I, I have plans to be there, and it makes sense, but also in each of his home gyms. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. It's got to be more than two, right, if they're saying in like each of his home yeah, gyms. Otherwise, yeah. you'd say both. Yeah. 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 So we're looking at at least three. Some I would just like Giselle to say, too. yeah, I say, they're probably Giselle's houses. Tom just has a gym in them. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's take our next break. Segment number two of the show today brought to you by Club 609 right here in Joplin, Missouri, home to the best happy hour in the world with their two-for-one drink specials. And through the month of September, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Absolutely ridiculous. And also the best happy hour ever on Saturday when they go 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. If you find yourself in the Joplin area, it is a must-go-to place at Club 609. I get asked a lot. People are like, I'm, I'm driving through Joplin on my way, you know, to Texas or the West Coast. Where should I stop? This is the place. I want to meet the people who go to happy hour at 2 o'clock. Those are my kind of people. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm How Miller. are you? Yeah. <laughs> that's not even a ha That's a happy day. Right. Like six hours of happy hour. And then Saturday, yeah, Miller challenge it up. What's up? Uh, next up, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com. They are more than just tires and lube. They got you down in your mechanical services if need be. They really pride themselves on getting you in and out same business day. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com. And going over our kill the narrative for the AFC, we'll start in the AFC North. Uh, the winner that I am picking is the Cleveland Browns. I, I thought I was going to be like the outlier here, but I, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns. I'm buying into it. 
why they could suck, Baker Mayfield regresses. <laughs> I, I think that he could come into the season. And he's feeling himself a little bit after a really good year last year. And sometimes he gets a little over cocky, gets a little too confident with the ball sometimes, which could result to a lot of turnovers. Or maybe, you know, even this just entire team buys into the hype. They start reading the headlines, you know, that rat poison that Nick Saban always talks about. You get a little too confident, and then you don't come out and play when you're supposed to. So Cleveland Browns, my prediction to win the AFC North. Yeah, and I was very close to picking the Baltimore Ravens. It's just that injury bug has gotten them right now, and I just I don't yep. know if they'll be able to recover from it. Uh, I did pick the Browns, though, to win this division. The reason they could be bad or not be very good is – same thing happens to them as what's happening to the Ravens right now. That injury bug comes up and bites them. And I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr. I'm talking about anyone along that offensive line. Chubb, the running back. And then defensively, we've known their corners and their secondary members to kind of struggle with staying healthy throughout the year. Mm. If that happens once again, I think that's the downfall over the Browns. I also picked the Cleveland Browns, and I know Big Country had some tweets. I think he was sober, probably was drunk, when he was Last tweeting night? about someone was some Browns writer was like, Cleveland has a better roster than Kansas City. He went on to say some other things that were completely false, but that is true. Cleveland does have a better roster than Kansas City. The only way this could fall apart, I think, is injuries. This so what is solid I tweet, offensive line. I guess I don't remember. <laughs> you tweeted LOL. Okay, yeah, yeah. Laugh yep. out loud. Yep, yep. 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 That's, That's what, what it that means. stands it for. Is. Yeah. It means LOL. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I, do think I, I did. I the only way this falls apart is if there's the, the injuries. Um, yeah. They, like... Last year, they were weak at linebacker. Oh, bring in Anthony Walker, who's a very solid player. He's like, not great, but solid. And, oh, we'll draft Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa in the second round. Like, yeah. Ben, he's running his mouth, too. Travis Kelsey is about to be like, Is hey. he? Oh, yeah, That's he was exciting. like uh, Travis Kelsey. He mentioned something about like he's not going to have any issues guarding Travis Kelsey, and you think he'll be fine. Well, th- it's like, hey, your other corner, like, you know, Mr. Ward on the outside, he couldn't do it. What makes you think you can? Well, he's a lot bigger than Denzel Ward. Yeah. He's all about that quick feet, though. Let me tell Kelsey's got that sweet Koromoa feet. would dust Travis Kelsey in any agility drill you could come up with. We'll see it Sunday. Well, I said agility drill. Give me the binoculars. I'm watching them sweet yeah. feet. Maybe any. He might be stronger than Travis Kelsey as well. I would hope so. Honestly, he's a defensive player. They should be super strong. He's 40 pounds. He's 40, lighter. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. You yeah. just can't he say can't. anything. He you can't. can't say anything negative about the Chiefs or big countries. Like, nope. <laughs> I'm just care. being cocky. I mean, he probably is, and honestly, he should be. I think he it's is a great a matchup player. for every yeah. tight end. The, it's going to be football. fun. My point is just everyone that's always talked about doing that to the Chiefs got burned. The difference is the Browns but, have a better roster. The Chiefs have the greatest player in the world. 100%, mm-hmm. yeah. At the most important position. Yeah, and I'm being on so. me with it at 100%. But that matchup is like, run your mouth, bub. Wait till about 7 o'clock on Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wait. We will be there uh, for Browns-Chiefs. At Arrowhead in Lot J. Uh, forgot to mention that one at the top of our show today, but we will be come hang out with us. Uh, talk all the shit you want about the Kansas City Chiefs to big country. Definitely get him all riled up. <laughs> He's susceptible to so many things. It, negative I, Chiefs speak is one of the quickest ways to Should have made a hype video <laughs> about how bad the Browns are going to beat the Chiefs. It's not too late. I, I do have a free day. It's not so. too late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just pissed. <laughs> Picking the loser <gasps> for this division. To me, it's very obvious. There are three good teams, and then there are the Bengals. I don't like this offensive line, but we'll do the kill the narrative thing here. What if Joe Joe Burrow is just great? What if he comes out and lives up to all the hype, the knee is healthy, the offensive line is fixed, they've got a lot of receiver talent. I know we talked about Jamar Chase. What if he, like, corrected his yips that I think he's having? What if he starts seeing the football a little bit better? There are a lot of weapons there for the Bengals to be good with. 
Yeah, and I picked the Bengals to lose too, just because everyone else in this division is good. Yep. I, I probably should have rocked the Steelers. If they were the in the NFC East, they Honestly, might be able to win it. <laughs> I should have picked the Steelers because I've made the prediction on Rada that they're going to have like a top 10, top 5 pick potentially. Mm-hmm. If And my reason for that was because if Big Ben goes down, I don't care who your backup quarterback is, whether it's Haskins or Rudolph, they're not going to be very good. But I did go with the Bengals. I feel like it's the smarter decision, as Matt says. It's not to be cute. It's to be right. And that's what I'm trying to do here. The reason the Bengals could be good is exactly what Melo said. He's, he's confident in that leg. He's not worried about the knee. He's not worried about up on oncoming pressure, anyone trying to, to take him down. And the receivers, they're all clicking. The offensive line's fine. And that defense, this is hard to like, if the defense is good. You know, like I know I pride myself on being <laughs> Mr. Optimistic. And I talked about him all last offseason with yep. like, hey, they spent some money on the offseason on the defense. They'll be fine. It's not usually how that works out. And I learned it the tough way. So uh, here <laughs> <Right>. we are. <laughs> I picked the Bengals to finish last as well. That could be wrong if Joe Burrow can stay healthy and just has some time. Joe Burrow is an incredibly talented quarterback. He has all the traits you want in a young franchise player. So if they can give him some time to operate, he has weapons. Jamar Chase will figure things out. He's too talented not to. Tyler Boyd is a stud. T. Higgins is a stud. Like They have the weapons. Joe Mixon, if he can stay healthy. Yep. So that's, that's how we could all be wrong. Yep, moving along to the AFC East, we're in agreement here too. I still like the Buffalo Bills. I think they win this division. Where it could be bad, I'm just going to say it, COVID. No. COVID hits, and you have an unvaccinated quarterback, and he gets it. You are screwed. If you're bringing in Matt Barkley I was or, say, is that Barkley or, or Jake Trubisky? Fromm or yeah, Trubisky, whoever it is, it's not good. And I it's think not Josh Fromm Allen. is on their practice squad right now. He, he should is. be. There's no way that man should be on an NFL roster. Man, but, that guy's career just straight down. Yeah, he should have stayed at Georgia for another year. Yep. Uh, but that's where it could go wrong for the Buffalo Bills. And I picked the uh, excuse me, the Bills as well to win this division. The reason it could be bad or not good is they only got one receiving target and uh, Stephon Diggs, and defenses take that away, and we see Gabriel Davis not live up to the expectations that he brought upon himself from last season, how well he played, and then just the injury bug to Dawson Knox. Running back-wise, Zach Moss has to stay healthy too. If he gets injured again, there goes that. And defensively, I just think that – the defense is going to be fine no matter what. So, Yeah, I also picked the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're another team like Cleveland where I look at it and I'm like, where could this go wrong? And I think for Buffalo to not win the East, it won't be anything to do with them. It will be the return of the New England Patriots. And yeah. Bill Belichick being like, Pump on the table, daddy's back, and Hi, got that it's big not deck, the deck company. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's Bill Belichick. Right? I'm here, bitches. Yeah, Manscaped twenty. It's Bill, bitch. Yeah. I'm back. That's and for me, really, it is. It's like I can't see Buffalo regressing. I can see uh, New England getting better to where they just take the division back over. Yeah, but we were, I did pick Buffalo. We were talking about it. I think it was yesterday. Like Mac Jones, just that man scares it's me. It's Bill, I, bitch. He's gonna be like that sneaky, like. A scary movie murderer where it's like he's just walking he's moping and you're like why the fuck is this guy killing everyone i don't know he's mac jones he's a serial killer that's what he does uh we're uh bottom feeders of this division we all agree here and i think this one's just kind of easy it's the jets like that yeah. those rosters just don't hold up the jets first the rest of the afc east and where it could go right for them 
is Zach Wilson. There's so much young talent on this team. Uh, even at the running back position, you have Elijah Moore at a receiver. I really like him too. And maybe they can find a group of guys to get after the quarterback. I think that's where things could go well for the New York Jets. Yep, and I picked the Jets to place last in this division too. Um, the Patriots very well could be here if the Mac Jones experiment does not work. But with the Jets... You know, I'll see it when I believe it, right? Is that how Patrick Mahomes said it? Uh, that's, that's the, here's insane. the thing. The things could go well with the Jets if, like Mello mentioned, Zach Wilson plays tremendous and if Corey Davis lives up to the quote that is now being spread around Twitter on, I'm a number one wide receiver. Go have at it, bub. Go have yourself a career season here. Denzel Mims, make some plays. Make those 50-50 ball or 50-50 catches downfield uh, from Zach Wilson. Uh, and then Elijah Moore. Go ball out, dude. Go have A.J. Brown said when you were drafted, he's like, you're so much better than me. You have so much more potential. You're special. Here's your opportunity. Go live up to that. Special. You're a snowflake. I know, Melo, that you spend a lot of time on this, and I love the kill the narrative idea. It's really it's really creative. There is no fucking way the New York Jets are winning this division. No way. I'm not even going to sit here in line and be like, the other three teams yeah, there's stop no playing. Way, right? <laughs> if their seasons are canceled due to COVID, I mean the, the Patriots, the the Bills and the Dolphins. That is the only way that the Jets and they would probably still fuck that up. I, you know, we said the AFC or sorry, the NFC West was the de- best division. I think the AFC East is right up there too. Like, I, there's a discussion to be had about which one is actually better because I do. I really like those three teams, and then uh, the Jets. They're they're promising. That you've got some young talent that's unproven. I think uh, they're on the right path to make yeah, things I, the better. Yeah, I line, agree. They've addressed that. I do think Joe Douglas has been doing a great job, but that it's not this year. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. No, yeah. and I I do think I like Joe Douglas. I think they're trending in the right direction. You ain't there yet. Sorry, yeah. you uh, could probably win the AFC South. No, the Titans are still there. The Jets have As, a, a soft spot in my heart right now, and I told Mel earlier in the week, Matt. Matt I don't know if you heard it, but. Uh, it's going to sound silly. I started a Madden franchise I knew it. with the Jets, and it's like, I want them to be good. I want them to make the right moves. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's the only reason. The big I know country it's will silly. be ready to talk off-season moves for him. <laughs> right. He was like, well, on Madden, you know. Yeah. Like, I just traded He's this He's going to start talking player. about players that aren't actually on the Jets. They're just on his <laughs> I, I got this player in the draft, and I just right. edited He's like, him. if they would just sign Mitchell Schwartz to play right tackle, they'd be fine. Exactly. Wow. There you go. Still rated a 90 Mitch weighs Madden. 220 pounds right now. <laughs> yeah. so I don't think that's happening. Be in great shape. Yeah, AFC South, though, I am picking the Tennessee Titans to win this division. And where it could go badly for Tennessee is if we finally see Derrick Henry slow down. Uh, Matt, kind of like you said, like there's no fucking way. I just, I can't bet against Derrick Henry. I've looked dumb too many times doing that. But what if this is the year that he slows down or, you know, they try to get creative with this offense, start throwing the ball more, and that exposes some things with Ryan Tannehill and this offense isn't as good as we're used to it being. Oh, boys. Choo-choo! Back on the fucking hype train for Mr. Carson Wentz. He's starting week week one. one Let's Let's go, go, baby. (laughs) The Indianapolis Colts are winning this division. That defense is full of studs. The offense, hey, some question marks at receiver, but <laughs> that's fine. But Carson, you got three running backs. Exactly. Right? You're going to freaking run the ball, pound the rock. Let's go, baby. Now, I the reasons kill the narrative. It 100% yeah. is, and it's about to happen right now. Carson once goes down with another injury. 
right? I mean, is that even killing a narrative? <laughs> I feel like that's pretty realistic. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I was super hyped real quick. And once I saw that he was starting week one, I ran all I was I was a couple rail cars back in the hype train. You know, I was trying to hide like uh-huh. foot injury. Yeah, you don't get to do that. COVID. I've sprinted right back up to the front. Grab that freaking string and choo-choo. I do want to say, I love big country, I, and I have nothing against Carson Wentz. I really liked him coming out of North Dakota State. I uh-huh. actively root against that man now. Because of me? <laughs> love you, too. <laughs> it's 1,000%. And I'm just being honest. It's nah. because you're so optimistic about such a bad player that I just... It's they like the Seahawks week you know, one, so I think... No, I'll be right. straight up. You're like my stepdad every Sunday watching the Chiefs <laughs> right. games. Like, whoever they're playing... Going for him. They're nah. playing the Eagles. The Eagles are so good. The Chiefs suck. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I love Donovan McNabb. He's not there anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just – it's just, you know, like when – it's like watching your buddy be in a bad relationship and you're just like – because you and I have been through this too. And it's like, God, I just – I wish she would just break his heart and get this over with. Am I the buddy? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's you and Carson Wentz. He is your toxic relationship that I, I need I you to get out I just can't get out of him, you know. <laughs> just one after another. Out, they bring you right back in. Uh, Matt, who do you have winning this division? Oh, man. I, yeah, I got off track there. So I actually have the Tennessee Titans winning this division because I'm a reasonable human being. This could fall apart because COVID. Like, I don't think anyone on this team is vaccinated. Uh, I, this is just natural immunity. That's what they're going <laughs> for is, in Nashville. I've not heard anything with the Titans. I I don't even think Vrabel is. Clearly not. I mean, he had had it. it. But, you know, he's got three months now. Bad news is the season, if you continue to win, is four months long. So that could (laughs) really hit them come January. So I think the the Titans will be just fine. But you're looking at that calendar like, hmm. Yep, you're doing some math there and. I mean, when we had COVID, it was like, I got three months to live. I'm Mm -hmm. L-I-V-I-N, right? As George Strait (laughs) would say. Uh, Bottom feeders in this division, we all agree, and I think this is an easy one. One of the worst rosters in all of football. The Houston Texans will finish last. Where they could be good, Deshaun Watson is cleared of all charges, comes back, and just leads a tear. I don't think that's going to happen. So I I can't even kill the narrative. They're going to be bad. Like, the good news is you're going to have a top five pick. Like Matt said with the Jets, that's my thing here with the Texans. Ain't no fucking way. You guys stink. Even if Deshaun Watson is able to come back and play this year, if he decides or chooses to play for the Texans, they're right. still going to be bad. Like, you're relying on Brandon Cooks to last an entire season. Did he do that last year? Has he ever? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nico Collins, my guy from Michigan, who I wanted the Chiefs to get. He lands with the Texans. He seemed to be doing all right during preseason. That's one guy, though. Like, you still got nothing else. That defense, I have no idea who they have on defense right now. That's going to make a difference. Charles Menehue. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Justin Reed. I like those guys. That's all I yeah. got. Yeah. Uh, Desmond King. So, I also picked the Texans uh, to finish last. I really wanted to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they will be absolute trash as well. Uh, Urban Meyer is going to have a mysterious illness four months from now. It won't be COVID. Guaranteed. He might not make it to Thanksgiving. Right? I, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to see that. But uh, Texans kill the narrative. Deshaun Watson is cleared of all charges. Comes back, leads this team to a ten win season. We've that's seen him do it with way. a bad roster before. Yep, yeah, that's the the only way that that could happen. Moving along to the AFC West, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think Homer only. Yeah, <laughs> I think the only thing that could derail this is a Patrick Mahomes injury, and I hate to even put that out there and speak on it. However. My man has had some injuries before. We've seen him go down. We've seen him have to miss some games. I know that the fan base loves to talk about Chad Henney. Not if he actually has to play meaningful snaps. 100%. Like, I mean, think about how you felt when he left the game, when Patrick Mahomes left the game against the Browns. I thought the season was over. Chad Henney 
once in a lifetime thing. You can't yep. count on that to happen again. So that's where the season could go bad for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, and I picked the Chiefs as well. And I think the reason it could go bad is if that defense just stinks. You know, like Patrick Mahomes on offense, they can continue to do whatever they want, go score. But if your defense can't stop anybody, that's going to be a tough year. And I think the only reason that happens is if they just get injured, you know, with everybody. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Mallow, you brought up that point about like maybe him getting hurt. I've had like this sick, eerie gut feeling since the Super Bowl ended that like this could be the year we all have these high expectations and he goes down with an injury. Oh, no. Yeah. So I picked the Raiders to win this division. Right. I'm joking. I didn't really. I picked the Chiefs to win the division as well. Where it could go wrong, I know that Big Country got mad at me last year while we were doing mic'd up radio when I kept saying on Mondays, Chiefs look complacent. They don't care. This defense clearly believes that Patrick will save them every week. It was a tough pill to swallow. Now, fun fact, he did that. They made it back to a Super yeah. Bowl. But that is where, if you're going to kill the narrative on the Chiefs, it's let's not assume that all those players who were just dragging ass last year and not trying – are just going to magically try because they got their ass kicked in the Super Bowl. I don't think we should just assume that Frank Clark's going to pull his head out of his ass or that Tyron Matthews is going to play hard early in the year. He didn't last year, and I love Ty, but he just wasn't there last year. Or that someone's going to emerge at linebacker. Willie yeah. Gay's been banged up. Nick Bolton really hasn't done anything. I know it's the preseason, but mm -hmm. that is the narrative for the Chiefs is everyone just assumes that because they got smacked straight in the dick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they'll be <laughs> upset about that. Sometimes when you get your ass kicked, you realize you're not that tough and you don't get in fights anymore. That might be the Chiefs. Or if you're any 80s movie ever, you find a sensei and you go <laughs> right. to him and you train your ass off and right. then you come back and you kick the shit out of the bully. Who was the bully in that movie is the real question. It's always Tom Brady. We just we we just rewatched The Karate Kid like two weeks ago, and my son's trying to do the crane kick now. Can't of do course. it. Can't do it. It's you got to work on it. Yeah. You got you to find the right sensei. Uh, going with the bottom feeders in this one, I'm going with the Raiders, and I, I do kind of like what they're doing. I still don't believe in John Gruden, though. Where it could go right, finally clicks. With Derek Carr, uh, these young receivers, we didn't see much of them last year, but there's a lot of hype around them. They've got a decent pass rush where they could challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, and Josh Jacobs is another guy that's just really being slept on. I think that he's a damn good running back, and if they can get the ball in his hands and get that offensive line going, they are going to have a good offense. Yeah, and I picked the Raiders as well to place last in this division. The reason it could work out is the offensive line is completely fine. You know, they've completely rebuilt it in one offseason after losing everybody, and this young talent on the offense steps up. You know, Edwards becomes that Terrell Owens, Randy Moss type of comparison that someone randomly gave him. You know, Henry Ruggs continues to develop as a receiver and is a downfield threat, and Hunter Renfro is that the new Wes Welker of the NFL, and Josh Jacobs becomes unstoppable. Those are the question marks on the offense for the Raiders that if they're answered and they're good, they won't place last. And I picked the Denver Broncos to finish last in this division. And how could that be wrong is if Teddy Two Gloves is the distributor that this team needs. If he can be the point guard to get the ball to Jerry Judy and, and K.J. Hamler and Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, if those weapons, uh, if Teddy can work with them, this defense is solid. They have a very good secondary. They have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. If Teddy can be a little bit better than average, this team could climb out of that basement. Do you guys expect him to play the entire season as the starting quarterback? Or do you think at some point it's like, hey, this isn't working, we're going to Drew Locke now? Or I wouldn't again? be surprised if they turn to Drew Locke and just say, all right, we've seen what you have with Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. I don't expect him to win many games. But then just seeing, all right, let's check out the other guy. Yeah, like it, it was, it sounds like a close competition. I mean, they were going back and forth with these guys. So I, I would expect Drew Locke 
to see some snaps this season. Sweet. And moving on, how about our wild card teams? Uh, we agree on one team. Again, I have the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Steelers coming out as my wild card team. The Ravens, uh, they're very good if healthy. I know, like Big Country said, bitten by the injury bug, but you hope that you get that next man up. You hope that some of these receivers develop and are good. With the Patriots, McCorkle Jones scares the shit out of me. I think he could be very good. He could be our next villain of the NFL. And the Chargers, I don't think that they will contend for the AFC West, but I do think that's a really good team that people need to take serious. And seeing Justin Herbert, again, what's he going to look like in year two with the same players, different coach, and you know, adding Brandon Staley to this defense. You might be looking at one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. Uh, with my teams, I went the wild card teams. I went with the Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Titans, and the Miami Dolphins. I left out the Chargers because I want to see them go a whole year without just getting dismantled by the injury bug. Like, I feel yeah. like that's what I've been talking about all episodes. Like, hey, this is a thing that could hold you back. This is a thing that could make you good. If it doesn't happen to you with the Chargers, that is because they are the ultimate what if team. Like, man, what if this guy doesn't get Forever hurt? What if he's healthy? And always. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm not even going to list them here until it happens. I don't want to be the the super optimistic to that because I have been in years past with it and I'm trying to be better with it you know hashtag growth look at me go boys <laughs> there you go so the the Ravens Titans and Dolphins I think the Dolphins with a healthy two in a full offseason to kind of focus on the playbook and build a you know a, some chemistry with his receivers and his targets I think it's going to be very helpful the Titans Derek Henry is going to be unstoppable and the Ravens mellow everything you said with them next man up makes plays you're going to be here in the playoffs yeah, I went with my uh, New England Patriots. I don't think they'll win the division, but I do think they're a playoff team. But it could be a, a situation like last year where two teams win double-digit games. Um, I also went with the L.A. Chargers. I do think that Brandon Staley is going to be great for them. I am all in on Justin Herbert. I also think Rashawn Slater was the best possible pick for them in the first round. And then the Baltimore Ravens. I, For some reason around here, it seems like the Ravens are very disrespected. People like don't don't want to believe that they're good. I think there's a weird like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes rivalry in this area. Yeah. But like, guess what? The Ravens are good. Even last year when they dealt with COVID they, and they, they dealt with that no with receivers. Fear around here. If you yes. if you're afraid of something, you talk a lot of shit on it. Exactly. Uh, in this part of the country, and yeah. I, I do think that that is part of it with the Ravens too. Is that you are afraid of what Lamar Jackson could be? And, and you should honestly, be afraid of that he has secondary. Oh. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus mm-hmm. Peters, right? And Deshaun Elliott, a free safety. Come on. Yeah. Like that's a good team, so I can't leave them out of the postseason. Definitely. Uh, my championship game, I, I have a repeat of last year. I'm going with Bills, Chiefs. I do think that those team, two teams are very good, but I would not be surprised to see multiple of these AFC teams come out. I, I Any of the teams, I think the Patriots could be, the Ravens could be, the Steelers are a team that we didn't even talk about. Like, who knows what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So many good teams in the AFC, but I'm taking the Bills and the Chiefs to make it to the AFC championship game once again and I picked the uh, the Chiefs and the Browns I didn't put the Bills here I think you know they were close to getting knocked out last year I know it's it was a what if like Philip Rivers had a stronger like if Philip Rivers had a stronger arm and makes that throw outside they probably get down the field and win that game I think the Browns will be able to do that this year um, and the Chiefs I'm fully buying into the fact that they're motivated they're pissed off after the Super Bowl performance and there's no one getting in their way yeah so I took the Chiefs uh, because Um, And I've gone back and forth a little bit on this, but I'm actually going to take the Patriots. I think they make it as a wild card team and they run through there. I'm buying the McCorkle Jones. This guy started like 13 games of college. He's only going to get better. It's more than that. He started like 17 games of college. 
I love the fact that him and his girlfriend are like in their front yard running through places. Dude, I, you know what? That Does she that, have a sister? Hashtag honestly, goals, man. That would be amazing. I'm not trying to just say this because she walked in and could probably hear us. When I was, I was throwing out the first pitch last week, Royals game, fiance and I were having a catch in the front yard. I was like, oh. you know what? This is pretty fucking awesome. So uh, <laughs> I yeah. used to do that with my ex-wife. Oh, well, see how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played on a co-ed softball team together oh nice and she was like you know i haven't played softball in a really long time and i said yeah i haven't either but we would go out there occasionally and we had two dogs together uh r.i.p and we used to play with the dogs and like play fetch and stuff yeah the first time i ever saw my ex throw throw a ball at like the dog park i was like where in the hell has this cannon been the whole time gone that's where it's at (laughs) right adios just like her (laughs) yeah so yo uh so i did uh i think the patriots sneaky team this year very sneaky team I think a lot of people want them to be bad. Dan Orlovsky the listed thing. them as like a top five offense. Where are you? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Top I five's a little rich for me. Am all in on the double tight end set stuff though. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, the Chiefs are doing more of it. Yep. The Patriots, the are Patriots be basically doing it. invented it. The tight were the Titans doing it? I they saw a list of teams year. that are like yeah. going to that, and it's like, hey, pay attention. That's where the the Ravens. Headed. Yes, yeah, have, Ravens uh, a big have, team yep, has the done Browns that. Do it all the time. I'm such a believer in it because like. You know, like it's a little easier to get the yeah. ball to your tight end. The than Chiefs it is call to it their T Rex formation, and well, I that's, love well, it. That's, that's the their four tight end personnel. Even better, four tight ends. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like the Patriots' offense a lot, and I do think Mac Jones can be good. Not even like trying yeah. to be funny or poke fun. At no, I think game. he's just good. I, I think that he could be sneaky, very good. I, I mentioned him as like a offensive rookie of the year. Even I think that he's very ready to play. At top five, I, top five is a little rich. But I do think they're going to be a good offense. Not yep. just a like, oh, their offense can come in and manage the game and not turn the ball over. But I, I don't think they'll be a top five. That's a little much for me. How about Super Bowl picks, teams coming out of the AFC? Uh, I'll just tell you, we're all going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's a cool. smart bet. Uh, Big Country will get a little replay of our week one matchup, Browns and Chiefs. Matt going to get that. Chiefs, Patriots, it almost started to be a little bit of a rivalry there. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm going with the Bills and Chiefs, which leads to our Super Bowl predictions. I do have it as the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. It feels so like inaccurate to pick a repeat of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever seen it. Maybe with like the Cowboys, Cowboys and the Bills. Bills. Yeah, it's been a minute. I think that these two teams can both repeat. And I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win this thing, and I'm going to give you a score, 36 34 Kansas City Chiefs over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I do think, I feel very confident that these two teams can repeat. Yep, uh, and I'm picking the Super Bowl that we should have gotten four years ago, but Mr. D. Ford really fucked that one up for us. Uh, so I'm going Chiefs versus Rams, final score 35-30. to 30. I think Matthew Stafford and the Rams find their way to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford gets to live that moment. It's going to be a home game for them. Sean McVay finds himself back in the big game. Uh, it's going to be enjoyable with the Chiefs. Like I said earlier, they're pissed off. No one's going to be able to stop them. If if Sean McVay makes it to another Super Bowl, I'll have to like completely change my narrative yeah. on Sean McVay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do believe, Melo, that we could see a repeat. The Chiefs and Bucks, I mean, they do remind me of those, you know, Giants, Bills, Cowboys, Bills in the early 90s, you know, Niners, Bills. Like, these teams are just built to win. And it's it's hard to find any holes in these rosters. It would take an injury. It's really the only way that you can see this not happening. Yep. I, unfortunately for you guys... I think Tampa's just too good. Son I think we a see bitch. a repeat of last year, 34-31 Tampa over Kansas City. I mean, that's just the like dilemma a game-winning that I, field goal, maybe Ryan Suckup, maybe. I, I had it. I had it close too, within two points. I just I find it very hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. 
I find it very hard to bet against Tom Brady. He's won seven Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I think eventually it has to end. It, eventually it, it will. will. Yep. It might be a retirement where he's just like, this is too easy and I don't have any more fingers for Super Bowls. So maybe there. But I am very excited about the NFL season. That's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. It will feel good to do that. And once again, Matt, thank you for joining well, us today. And as always, check out our sponsor, Manscaped. Use that code MIKEDUP20 for 20% off. And also check out the deck company for all your deck needs. 